everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey Lennon. And this is Volume Up by the Teats. So I'm back from vacation. All is right with the world. Um, it's right the intro, as well. <laughs> the intro is mm-hmm. as it should be and not the other way around. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of pressure getting that enunciation correct. Welcome back. How was Thank you. the trip? The trip was a trip, a T-R-I-P trip. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we headed out to my kids and my husband are really into collecting baseball, football, whatever cards, mm-hmm. like the old nostalgic, we're bringing out the binders. That was a little hobby that they picked up during COVID. And so this happened to be the national card show of which we had a trip in Atlantic City. And that's really all mm-hmm. there was to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be several podcasts to talk about. Well, we're glad that you made it back yes. from the East. You know, um, I'm actually really glad I made it back. <laughs> did you have any interesting foods while you were there? You know, we did have a Philly cheesesteak, which was lovely. Good. Because we good. stopped a little stop in Philly. We saw the Liberty Bell. We saw the Rocky Steps. Rocky Steps, and we swung by Betsy Ross's house just to check out the old flag sewing. So it was a full trip, full hearts, full minds, some baseball cards bought, and also a pair of Yeezy foam runners purchased. That is all I have to say about that. They're not mine. They're my child's. Mm, I would pay to see you in Yeezy foam runners. They fit um, me. Well, so, we're glad you're back. Yeah. Anyway, we're back. <laughs> so it could be a thing. It could be a thing. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to see Kelly in foam runners, let us know. <laughs> um, I certainly do. So anyway, other things that are happening in the world include mm. the skunk stripe hair trend is back. How do you feel about that? I'm into, I feel like it's because I grew up when mm-hmm. I did. And there was that little show with Stacey London and she had mm. such a good street. Like I, I like positive association with the skunk. I don't love the two-tone Cruella DeVille situation, Mm-mm. but I do love a subtle and like the graduate, like that was great hair. So I'm, I'm pro. I'm glad that it's a thing. I like okay. changing it up with different colors, but I also like a classic streak of white if it can be done. Yeah. And I thought that was called a forelock. Was it not? Oh, forelock. That I love. That, I feel like that's I mean, a horse term. Do you want a skunk stripe or a forelock? Forelock. Um, For it sure. does make yeah. me think like horsey mane, but I don't want a skunk stripe. <laughs> nobody, nobody. I, no. Speaking of skunks, and mm-hmm. we're going to just quickly. I was catching up on Stranger Things much too late. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now fully caught up if anybody wants to know and talk about that. Uh, and late at night while watching, heard some scratching that I thought Mm-mm. at first was part of the show. Oh, but wow. Mm-hmm. Upon turning on my porch light, saw a very, very, very yeah. large skunk just Mm-mm. digging away at my deck. Um, had never seen a skunk in real life. It was huge. <laughs> and yeah. So, I mean, I get why people call it the skunk crime is what I'm getting at. It's there. But I don't and like how- it for a human. Yes. I mean, did, tell me you didn't startle said skunk because that is not start, good. So I turn on the light. I turn on the light <laughs> and that was enough to give it some warning. And it was far enough away that like I could recognize okay. that is a skunk, a very, very big one. And I just stood there and it looked at me made up, and then it sort of just like scurried away without doing the spray thing. I, Oof, yeah. I was like, uh, you know, uh-huh. so yeah. An anyway. urban skunk, you say? Yes. It surprised me. <laughs> California, I'm I'm more accustomed to seeing like a coyote, but <laughs> there it was. Just there it doing was. its skunky thing. I what was knew? it digging for? Garbage, I suppose. 
Yeah. These are questions I, I, we'll never, we'll never answer. We'll never know. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. Rascals mm-hmm. they are. <laughs> Speaking okay, of so, rascals. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, had a great chat on last episode with Jeff mm-hmm. Garner. He is a romantic visual artist, pioneer, and unconventional designer. He has a sustainable label, prophetic, super interesting. It's on the path of really transforming the industry, leading the evolution of fashion and changing our perception of luxury. He was wildly fascinating. His vision is to bring awareness to toxins found in commercial synthetic fashion and health implications to the human body to allow everyone their own choice on the fabrics they're putting on their body. So I talked with him about his journey, prophetic, the brand, and also the importance of sustainable fashion. He even went so far as to talk about where he's getting these materials I mean, foraging for buttons was never in my brain before this. However, now I must admit, I'm looking at an acorn differently. I don't know. So really, really interesting. He joined us from his California location and a great guest. So if you like guests like him, make sure that you subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube and TikTok at read the tease and send in questions to volume up at the tease.com. Go ahead and do that guys. Mm-hmm. And this week, Kelly talked with star Mason, a dynamic, caring and personable leader. Star has distinguished herself with nearly 25 years of service to the haircuttery family of brands. In that time, she's been awarded the field education leader of the year in 2018 and led her teams to numerous company honors. Humble by nature. Star says that she's looking to grow and learn professionally, adding everyone is my teacher. She leads virtual and in-person training sessions for hair cuttery salon professionals and leaders throughout the company, including a recent program aimed at improving work-life balance, about which she's passionate. Of course, as a longtime beauty professional and stylist, Star can walk the walk as well as talk the talk when it comes to hairstyling. She loves to create stretch sets on natural hair, long and layered short haircuts, wet sets on natural and relaxed hair, and color and foil highlighting. Star is Redken certified in color and finishing, Her specialty is cutting, coloring, and finishing textured hair. Her combination of hairstyling knowledge and genuine empathy make her an ideal field education leader and brand ambassador, and you're going to love her. So stay tuned for that. Other things that you're maybe going to love, or at least we hope, are some things that we've been seeing pop up on the talk, on the internets, one of which Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it because we we know how I feel about slugging for the skin. (laughs) There is a hair trend about slugging. Kelly, do you want to talk to us a little bit about (laughs) hair slugging? Yes. So you know how the glass skin look was out? I mean, it's kind of went over into nails too. So if you're unfamiliar with the technique for hair, it's basically to lock in moisture. So it sounds super gross, slugging, right? And you think of Vaseline on your face and gross petroleum-based products, right? To help hydrate your skin, that's what slugging is from a facial perspective. Gross. Hair slugging, as I mentioned, it's simple. You put the serum on before you go to bed, cover your hair with a fuzzy sock, which how is my hair getting in a fuzzy sock? But that's a whole different thing. And then you wake up with shiny hair of your dreams. And so slugging, yes, I could also call this deep conditioning. I don't know. I was going to say, so this is a little bit of a, we are calling something, something (laughs) Mm -hmm. else. Um, because it was controversial before. Uh, So there's that. Hair slugging, I'm very pro. Skin slugging, disgusting. I'm not putting Vaseline on my face, but I will deep condition. Let's all get around this. Let's all embrace hair slugging. 
I mean, I've been known to walk around my house with a full head of conditioner squarely soaking into my locks for hours with no shame. No, Kids friends are here. Nope. Don't care. Thirsty (laughs) hair. (laughs) Got to take care of that. Um, as should everyone. So, I mean, saw this, thought that everybody would like to know that hair slugging is a thing. It has always been a thing. It should continue to be a thing. It should. And we're pro it. So that's mm-hmm. a trend that we can all get behind. Mm-hmm. Another trend that we're seeing everywhere, I want to know if you would like to get behind, and that is purple blush. Hmm. I mean, we're, we're, this is now made cult status thanks to beauty talk, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think for the right skin tone, a little hue of a purple, a little mm-hmm. berry kiss, mm-hmm. if you will. What movie is that from? Do you know? Ugh. The Holiday. Oh, God. It, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we went from the Barbie fuchsia and now we're over into the color of the moment. And you know, the photo in the article over with our friends at Bustle was Rihanna. And she's got a beautiful lilac gown on with a little hint of purple. And it looks flawless. I love it. I'm going to try it. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this one's this one's tough. Like, Rihanna can get a we've established That's even true. on the last podcast with guest host Monica Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Rihanna can do whatever she wants. <laughs> and it's tough. Um, but the beauty talk of it all convinced me that like it, it can work on a lot of people. It was surprising. It's tough. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, so we'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. We'll Purple see. blush. Purple mm-hmm. blush. Other things that are popping on the internet, things that are on the tease.com. Our editorial team has been hard at work this week on covering industry news, looking into trends and diving into brands that you don't know and should. And here are some of our favorite headlines that rival any story about purple blush, I'd say. Um, Mm -hmm. So the first story that we want to talk to you guys about is Strands for Trans calls out bad legislation and bad hair with recent transphobe takedowns PSAs. As we all know, finding the perfect hair salon that makes you feel at home and caters to all of your needs can be a difficult task. But as frustrating as this process can be for the majority of us, for a trans person, it can be even worse, sometimes even traumatizing, as they face discrimination in salon spaces. It's for this exact reason that Barber Grooming Salon owners J.P. Gomez and Javier Cruz came together in 2017 to launch Strands for Trans, a global movement that encourages hair salons and barbershops to be trans-friendly. Recently, Strands for Trans has set their sights on calling out anti-LGBTQ plus bills and the lawmakers responsible for their passing. Our editors break down the whole deal in the article over on thetees.com, which you need to check out. So my question for you, Kelly, Mm -hmm. because this whole thing is about Trans for Trans and their PSA is, have you seen these videos? I have, and they're spicy, right? But you know what? I think that's what's needed to grab attention, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. enough already, can we? Like, visit Strands for Trans website. You can actually register your business there and join their list of trans-friendly barbershops and salons. They have email templates to help condemn anti-trans laws, Let's get behind it. I mean, come the heck on, right? Come the heck on is right. Come Over 7,500 salons have joined the movement. So if you're not awesome. one of those salons, get into it. Get into it. Read the tease.com. Find out more. Please do. Also turning on the tease.com, four master stylists share why they love working at JCPenney's salons. With so many different options, it can be overwhelming to find your perfect salon home. If you're looking for a place to create, thrive, and feel supported in your hair career, there's no better place than JCPenney's salon. But don't just take our word for it as the editorial team. The tease tapped four of JCPenney's incredible master stylists 
Bayar Amin, Carly Mendez, Dariela Montano, and Candace Otis to share their experience working in JCP salons. Head to thetees.com for more. Lots of beautiful sound bites from everybody. The question that I've got for you, Kelly, because neither you nor I are actual salon pros, mm-hmm. although we do love this space, is what is your favorite part of the salon experience? Because they talk all about oh. it from the pro side. But like, as a consumer, you're in the salon. What do you like most? You know, I like the initial consultation. I've got to tell you. I mean, mm-hmm. because to me, that's a fun time to be like, okay, let's look at the health of your hair, which I'm always concerned about. I have thinner hair. I also love me some extensions. And so <laughs> I'm always wondering like, how am I doing in there? Right. Hair break in. We're good. And my stylist is awesome. And so we talk about that. We look at some pictures. We're like, let's do some of this. Let's do some of that. But what I also love is her opinion. And I love to understand like this look looks great, you know, on a celebrity, but it's not right for your face or this color isn't going to be right for your skin tone. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the consultation. How about you? I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, so I have short, short hair at the moment mm-hmm. and I really like, and this is going to sound weird, the like rhythmic feeling of clippers on my oh. head. Like the, it's That's a, like a weird, yeah, very, very, very <laughs> much so. Um, there's something that feels like very soothing about uh-huh. it. Yes. I don't know. It's like you a know, weird baby I, thing. I feel like too, the soothing part of a salon, I mean, growing up literally, like we used to walk to my mom's salon, like after school and like full towels, like legit. And so something about walking into a salon brings me back to my childhood, back mm-hmm. to the feeling of like when everyone was sitting in my mom's salon, you feel great when you leave, right? It's just mm-hmm. a sense of community and warmth and, and joy. And there's few places that you can go that you could walk in and not feel great and walk out and feel awesome. So goosebumps. That's why I love our industry. Well said. Oh, mm-hmm. that was so good. Mm-hmm. That was so good. Uh, speaking of the salon experience, then this mm-hmm. is a perfect segue into the next article in the tease.com that you guys should be checking out, which is called Wella Professionals, we create virtual event promises to be the biggest hair show of the year. Good news, salon pros. Wella Professionals, we create extravaganza is back and better than ever. After the massive success of last year's inaugural event, Wella Professionals is excited to announce the return of its virtual hair show for 2022. This year's festivities will be held on September 18th. Put it down in your calendars. Mm-hmm. And will consist of a two-hour-long broadcast taking place at 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. EST with this year's show focusing on the power of transformation. Stylists will be given the knowledge, tools, and opportunities to create positive change for themselves, their customers, and their communities. Go to thetees.com to hear more about this year's events and the schedule. Something that is going to make people feel good is what we're all about. What are you most excited about for this We Create Virtual event? I mean, I love Wella. They're the OG, one of the OG OGs, right? Like cult favorite, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. classy group, classy brand. And so I love that they're doing this digitally because I think it's harder today in some, well, in most regards to (laughs) get (laughs) somewhere physically and come back (laughs) COVID free and all of the things. Right. And so I like that you can tune in from anywhere. And I also like that we're giving a peek inside, you know, all the global artists, um, Mm -hmm. they all have wonderful stage presence and personalities. And so I think, you know, we're talking transformations, we're talking interviews, we're talking tips, we're talking even an immersion into New York Fashion Week, which if you've been to New York Fashion Week or have not been, well, if you've been, it's it's a deal, right? And it's it's incredible. And and if I were a stylist, I would want to experience it. So this gives mm-hmm. you a thought of 
how you can get there and what it's actually like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. We love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As always, so much going on thetease.com. Thanks to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish stories that salon pros and consumers care about. A dynamic caring and personable leader, Star Mason has distinguished herself with nearly 25 years of service to hair cuttery family of brands. In that time, she has been awarded Field Education Leader of the Year and led her teams to numerous company honors over the years. Humbled by nature, Star says that she is always looking to grow and learn professionally, adding that everyone is my teacher. She leads virtual and in-person training sessions for salon professionals and leaders throughout the company, including a recent program aimed at improving work-life balance about which she is passionate about. Of course, as a longtime beauty professional and stylist, Star can walk the walk and talk the talk when it comes to hair styling, which we're going to get into today. She loves to create sets on natural hair, long and short layered haircuts, wet sets on natural hair and relaxed hair, and color and foil highlighting. Star is Redkin certified in color and finishing. Her specialty is cutting, coloring, and finishing textured hair. Her combination of hairstyling knowledge and genuine empathy uh, makes her an ideal field educator and leader and brand ambassador for hair cuttery family of brands. Whoo! All right, Star, that was <laughs> mouthful. <laughs> You've done some things in 25 years. Congrats on your success. Thank you. Thank you so much. We are so excited to have you here. We want to dive in. But first of all, we're going to take it back 25 years ago. Tell us about how you got started in the industry. So, you know, it's funny because I was just sharing this story with one of the salon professionals today. I basically started out, um, we went to a mall one day um, and I saw this Vidal Sassoon um, video. You know how you used to go through the mall and they used to show all the videos? And the guy was round brushing this lady's hair. And I thought, wait, that looked way cool. So (laughs) I went home, took all of my friends who had highly textured hair, got a round brush because my mom said, mommy, I need a round brush. (laughs) She gave me a round brush and I got it stuck in everybody's hair. We had to cut it out of one girl's hair and I figured, okay, let me do somebody else's. Got it stuck in the next girl's (laughs) hair because I had no clue what I was doing. And I'm talking about maybe like seven or eight, nine or 10 years old. And then um, you were young. It was was very young because then I got into braiding hair. So I was the braider of my community. Everybody came to me to get cornrows or braids. And then when I got to high school, I realized that hair was actually, I mean, I knew there was beauty parlors and stuff like that. But we didn't go to beauty parlors when I grew up. We did our hair at home in the kitchen, press and curl. I knew how to press and curl. I knew how to do all of that stuff. So when I got to high school, there was an opportunity to go to cosmetology and I jumped at it. So I did cosmetology in my 10th, 11th and 12th grade year in high school. Whoa. All right. So it's been over 30 years. I love that. That's that's incredible. I mean, that you can like parallel path finishing up your high school degree and then be ready once you graduate to get out there and start in the industry? Well, you know, I didn't. I came in the industry um, right out of high school and then I um, had a detour. I had a detour for about 10 years. Okay. I became a recreation leader of a day camp. So I played with kids all day. Okay. But what I didn't know during my journey was that part of my life 
was really huge to where I am today because I learned to coach there. I learned to have empathy for people when they are learning something for the first time. Mm. So I learned how to be me basically in my 10 years off. So when I came back to hair 10 years later, I came to hair cuttery and I've been with them since. Wow. And what was that decision to like to come to specifically hair cuttery? Do you remember thinking like, this is going to be the home for me? Was it by chance that you've been there this long? Like, tell us about that journey. (laughs) None of that. None of that. So I, um, my goal was to get away from where I lived because I think that in that time, in that season, I was doing a lot of people's hair for free. Ah. Um, So I wanted to get away from where I lived. So I drove 30 miles out. My mentor at the time was like, come out here, do hair. It was 30 miles from my home. And I was, it was two salons in the parking lot. And it was one salon where we won't name and then hair cutter. (laughs) So I sat in the car and I said, okay, Lord, whoever greets me with open arms, that's where I'm going. So I went to the first salon and not so much. I went back to my car and I said, I don't want to work for hair cuttery. (laughs) And it was so funny because at that time I thought the hair cuttery wasn't, they didn't specialize in um, curly texture is what I thought. And so I sat in the car and I know I had an agreement with, with my upper. So I was like, I went into hair cuttery and that salon leader was so excited. She was like, Yes, yes, I can interview. Like, can you interview right now? And then I thought, okay, she's too happy. But it was so cute. So I literally did a small interview with her, came back a week later, did a technical interview. And um, like just the opportunity, I like I did not know that hair cuttery had what it had to offer. Um, and I understood immediately what I liked about working for an organization and what was the benefits for me working for an organization. Amazing. So basically it wasn't my first choice, but I'm glad it was my choice. (laughs) Right. I mean, there was divine power behind you, as you mentioned, right? I mean, absolutely. It up there (laughs) for our listeners out there thinking, Oh, I do want to get into cosmetology school. What is some advice that you have for them? Whether they're, you know, in high school right now, whether they're already down a career path, what's your advice for them? So, you know, I would say is to follow your passion and follow your dreams because the hair industry, it, it, it never gets a, a, the best rap because people are always like find a real career. And I'm like, this yeah. is a real career, yeah. especially if you love it. Like people get up every morning and they force themselves to go to work. I get up, even though I had to be up this morning and out my house by 6.30, I wasn't going to go to work. I was going to go have fun with new Mm. professionals to teach them some new things about color or whatever the case may be. So I would say follow your passion. If if you're getting into it because you love it, then it will outweigh the hard times. It will outweigh the learning curves. It'll outweigh the difficult times when it seems like it's really hard. Yeah. It'll outweigh all of that. And I'll just say, follow your passion. If, if your passion is for it, then, and then be able to communicate that passion to your family and friends, because those are the ones they really are looking out for you. They want the best for you. And sometimes you have to convince them that hair is the best. I know there's that stigma, right? Around, as you mentioned, beauty school, what that looks like. My mom was a stylist in 
salon owner for 40 years. Um, And so I have just such an affinity for the industry. And I know firsthand what a career could look like in the industry. But for those of you listening out there that don't, how do you break that stigma? I mean, what do you say to your parents or your loved ones, significant other that are like, no, this isn't real. Like go to college, work in corporate America. Like why, why, why this, why, why cosmetology school? I think that for me, I really focus on, like I said before, my passion or your passion. I think that helping your loved ones understand that you're very gifted with your hands. You're very gifted and communicating with people. You like to make people smile. You like to make people shine. And 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 the reality of it is a college degree is still not a bad thing to have. Sure. So if you go to cosmetology and and you get your license. We have a lot of students or a lot of salon professionals that have their license um, and they are still going to school. So you can still do both and then have the best of both worlds simply because now you have the business side of what college could give you. And then you have your technical side of what education can give you. You know, sometimes you have to kind of do that okay, I'll go to school if you pay for my cosmetology license as well. Or if you take it in high school, then mom, I'm still going to go to school. I just want to be able to do hair on the side. And then hopefully the passion for hair would become more than just on the side. Yeah, for sure. That's a great point. You mentioned early on that you had a mentor. Tell me about that mentor or the mentors that you've had, you know, starting at the beginning of your journey. So my first mentor, her name was Vanessa Williams, and she still is my mentor, actually. She is the one who helped me in my journey of discovering my re-love for passion. Um, I had so many different things that I wanted to do because hair was always been that, that hair was always been my thing, but I wanted to be a firefighter. I wanted to be a paramedic. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to work with kids. So, I, you know, yeah. I was dreaming big. I wanted to go in the army. Yeah, I wanted to do all cool. those things. And <laughs> she basically said, you do my hair all the time. Have you thought about going back into hair? And I'm like, yeah, I got my license. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. So literally her and I talked about it. And that's when we decided to drive down 30 miles away. And that's when I started to get into hair. Oh. And um, she helped me realize that as I was chasing all of these other dreams in my life, my first passion, I should just go back to that and um, get back into hair. So that's what I did. That's amazing. I love it. And so then the, then the journey with hair cuttery, tell me about kind of that process. You started there. How did you get to where you are today? What were those milestones and steps? Okay. So I started out as a part-time stylist because when I came to hair cuttery, I was working two other jobs. Wow. So I was just going to get my feet in the door and get my feet wet. And ultimately, my goal was to go off and do my own thing, open up my own salon, which is what you hear most new salon professionals say. Mm. Um, so that was my goal. Um, when I got into hair cuttery, I worked as a part-time stylist. And then I became an assistant. I quit my other two jobs and came to hair cuttery full time. And that was probably like within like a year. I loved it that much. And I love my my salon leader who became my new mentor okay. um, in the hair industry. Um, so um, I became her assistant. And then from there, she went out on maternity leave and I became acting salon leader. And mm. that's when I realized, ooh, 
salon leadership, <laughs> you got to have a, a, a special heart for salon <laughs> leadership. Um, and then also during that same time, they had asked me to do a fear of finishing class. And it was basically a class that would help salon professionals understand how to finish textured hair. So they gave me a kit with everything I needed in it, a blow dryer, flat iron, and different things like that. And they said, here's what we want you to cover. Go do that. Wow. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's when I started going out to the different salons and doing in-salon classes. And because it was kind of like, like they had an outline, but they didn't tell me how to do it because it was a learning curve for them as well. I literally just started teaching class. And that's when I realized that I really had a knack for it and I had a passion for it. And that's what tied me back to my cheerleading coach days, my track coaching days, because I learned all of those skills to coach people when they weren't comfortable. Mm. When I brought those skills with me to hair cuttering. Yeah. And because this was one of those positions where, you know, we need your help, go out. Here's a small stipend for what you're doing. There was an opportunity to become an advisor. Okay. And I became a KMS advisor. Mm. That was the product line that we carried at that time. And I absolutely loved it. That's when they officially took me through facilitation. And I never knew all that you needed to know to teach a class. Like I was just doing my thing and did what <laughs> came natural to me. Yeah. And then they added all of the, the ABCs and the one, two, threes to it to make me be able to reach every learning style and different things like that. And then from being a KMS advisor, Five years later, I became the RDL, which was the regional development leader, which is the same position now, which is the field education leader. And I've been doing this since, you know, so I've had other positions inside. Like we used to have this program called Haircuttery Way, and it was a system that allowed a new salon professional come in and learn Haircuttery's way. How do we greet a guest? How do we treat a guest? Making sure that all our salons had the same brand. So, and I, I was saying that today, if you go to McDonald's, you expect the same hamburger at McDonald's. Just like we want our guests to get the same exact service, whether they're in Virginia, Chicago, or Florida, we want them to have that same exact service. And that's what was Hair Cuttery's way. So I did that. And then they merged those two positions into one. And that's how we came up with the field education leader which is I help facilitate technical and um, soft skill classes in the Mm. field. Amazing. What are some of the soft skills that you see are missing the most that you have to teach on? Well, you know, I think the one thing is customer service. I think everybody thinks that it is is just you give them what they want and that's customer service. Guests are looking for an experience and our goal in this industry should be able to give them an experience. It's not just a haircut. It's not just a blow dry to them. Right. Our hair is our glory. Our hair, our hair walks in before we walk in. <laughs> so we want to make sure that that always looks good. Yeah. And then also we just started rolling out a class about over a year ago called um, Blueprint. And I absolutely love this class because it's teaching our stylists how to balance their life. Okay. Because sometimes when we work, we get so concentrated on either work mm-hmm. and then we leave home, friends, vacations. We leave all of that to the side. What this program does, you create this life pie. And in this mm-hmm. life pie, you take a real look at 
how your life balances out, where you are given too much of and where you're not given enough. Okay. And then we talk about ways to balance your life pie out because usually it's just one or two things that gear us. It's either time or money. Yeah. So what do we need to do to help you manage your time? And then how can we as an organization help you make more money so that you can manage your time? Awesome. That's amazing. Is that class well received, I can imagine? You know, anytime you teach a creative person a soft skill class, they usually sometimes come kicking and screaming. Yeah. But by, I'd say about 10 minutes in the class, light bulbs are going off. They are having ahas. They are, they are turning their lives around with this class. And every time I teach it, I learn something new about myself. I'm like, I suppose they've been working on that or, oh, I'm doing really good there. Oh, my pie is lopsided again. So we always say your pie is like a flat tire. You got some areas where you do really well and then some areas where you go flat on. So it really is about identifying the areas that you need to improve on and trying to do things um, to make them better. And it really is about having a conversation with yourself. Yeah, that makes sense. What, um, why do you feel that that, you know, this is probably a very general question, but why is the work-life balance important for pros? Because it's real easy to get um, burnt out. Yeah. First of all, if you don't love what you do, it, it almost becomes a chore. Yeah. And then even if you love what you do, if you don't have the balance, then it just seems like you're just treading in one area all the time. Yeah. And then things become irritated that usually didn't irritate you. Yeah. So it really is about finding work balance, but it also is finding balance. If you have your children, how much time are you spending with them? How much time do you spend with yourself? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we go from work to home, work to home, work to home and learning to take advantage of the times in the cars. Like I do my self help books while I'm riding mm. in the car. I got a two hour journey. This is a great time for me to catch up with friends and then also read a book or listen to a book. Right. That's a great tip. What are some other tips for creating that healthy work-life balance that you found to be helpful for your team? I would say finding a mentor as well. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things we do as field education leaders is we have a team of educators um, that work alongside of us. So they do classes as well. We meet with them once a, once, once a week or once every two weeks to just kind of talk about making sure that their world is balanced because it can get really hard as a leader in the company and education. You're the face of the company because everybody yeah. knows all the educators. We want to make sure that every time you show up to class that you feel good about what you're doing, yeah. not only in the salon, but in the classroom. And then we also spend time to get to know each other because I think you can connect with people when you get to know them. We like to celebrate when you celebrate. It's one of those things that like at my church, we say it all the time, how we do life together. And I like to take that same mentality to my workplace. I want to do life with you. Like I don't have to be all in your business, (laughs) but I want to know what made you happy this weekend so I can celebrate with you. Or if you have a sad moment, I can go in peace with you or whatever that is. That's so kind. I love that. I love that so much. I can tell that you are very empathetic and caring as a leader. I love that you said that. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about curly hair. Okay. Um, So a reoccurring theme that we hear from guests that come out of beauty school is that they do not have the tools 
to handle curly textured hair. So what are we missing in schools from an education standpoint around textured hair? So here's what I would say. <laughs> I don't think we're missing anything. Okay. And I know I might get shot in the foot for this one <laughs> because the, the school teachers, a cosmetology school teacher's main objective is to get you past state board. And there are so many things you need to know when it comes to state board. Yes, they teach you cutting and they teach you color. Should texture hair be in there? Probably, but it would probably make the course even longer. I think it's a salon professional's goal is to seek more education. This career that we chosen just doesn't stop with your 1500 hours or whatever your time frame is. It is a constant ongoing um, learning. Um, I had a salon leader in class today and he says, He's been doing here for over 40 years. And all day he kept saying, I just learned something. Wow. I just learned something. Yeah. Because styles change, techniques change, the way we do things change. And when it comes to textured hair, it is definitely a learning curve, especially if you were not born with it. Some of us were born with it. So we are used to it. It's just like it's the same learning curve when I had to learn how to round brush. I mean, round brushing was, like I told you, my my nightmare. So by the time I got to beauty school, I wasn't picking up a round brush because that thing doesn't work. So I had to learn how to round brush. So again, a learning curve for me as well. So I think it's just about continued education and the salon professionals taking ownership of their education. Yeah, I love that. What are some common misconceptions about working with curly and textured hair? The most common is that it can handle anything you do to it. Ah. It needs the highest volume of developer when you're doing a color. It can handle the highest amount of heat. And all of that is just not so. Sometimes when you're dealing with that 4C hair, which is that really tight, curly zigzag hair, which is what my hair is when I'm not wearing an extended style. Uh Uh-huh. My hair cannot handle a lot of heat Mm. because if you give it a lot of heat or a lot of passes of heat, it tends to burn my ends. My hair will go to a level six or seven with 10 volume in seconds. And this because Mm. my hair is very thirsty. A lot of um, natural curly or textured hair girls, their hair is thirsty, especially Mm. when I say thirsty, I mean, it's just dry, right? Yeah, yeah. I like to say thirsty because like that's that. a little bit better than your hair is dry. <laughs> so thirsty sounds a lot better. So it is really about helping them understand to build the moisture in their hair actually helps their curls look more vibrant. Mm. And it also um, allows their curl to be able to handle a little bit more heat and different okay. things like that. But I think that's the biggest thing is that textured hair just can't handle everything. Yeah, no, I love that. Great point, because I can assume that that is a mistake that some sort of new to textured hairstylists make. They just have the broad assumption, off they go, and then, ah, the result probably isn't great. Exactly. <laughs> I use 30 volume because her hair was so, so curly. And I'm like, so what happened? And they're like, oh, my, it was it was like bright yellow, like in minutes. I was like, yeah. So what'd you do? Mm-hmm. So it really is helping them, like like one of the, our models is that we want to teach you how to formulate for yourself mm. versus somebody just telling you what to do. Because that means that you're always going to be dependent on someone sure. helping you through the process. And the goal is to train you 
so that you understand what happens. Um, so then you can really formulate for anybody, yeah. whether their hair is textured or not. Because the model in beauty school is hair is hair because it's either going to be fine, medium, or coarse, and it's going to be straight to extra curly. Okay, got it. Very cool. I love your explanation. Tell us why, you know, uh, those listening should should start a career at hair cuttery. If they're thinking, where should I go? Where should you go? You should start at hair cuttery. Yeah. And I say that because hair cuttery family of brands, our doors are open for everyone. We have what we have in now in some of our markets is a student to work program. Oh. And that student to work program is a salon, is a student that is in her last couple of months of beauty school. We bring them in while they're still in school. We teach them our way, which is our mission, value, and purpose. They can attend all of our color classes, oh, wow. all of our texture classes. So we offer education virtually and in person. And this is all free to them. So Hair Cuttery One provides an excellent work environment. Everybody next to you has the same work code as you do. And that was one of the things that I love. I didn't work beside someone who didn't want to show up or, you know, wanted to set all this crazy stuff on their station. Like our our salons look nice and clean and neat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also the free education. The free education is top notch because our RTAs are trained by the field education leader and our director of education. And we make sure that they have all the information they need to teach classes, whether they're virtual and in person. So it's a whole host of reasons why. <laughs> it is. I love that. Education. And then also, there are different tiers and pricing here at Air Cuttery. So let's wow. say, for example, you're just starting out and you're just learning. So your price point is a little bit lower, but let's say you've been in the industry for 15 years and you want to come work for a company. Um, Hair Cuttery is a great place as well because you can come in if you already have clientele, you can come in making more money or comfortable to where you were in your other salon. So we're not just for people who are just starting out, we're for anybody and everybody in the industry. All right. Great point all around. This is so fun getting to know you. You you elude passion for what you do, which is so lovely. Um, now we want to talk a little bit about you. So we have this little thing we call the tease quick takes. And I'm going to shout out a question to you. And we would love your quick take back if you're game for it. I am. I am. <laughs> All right. What is a quote that you love? So the quote that I love is things don't happen to you. They happen for you. And the reality of it is whether it's good or bad, there is a learning opportunity there. So when something bad happens, I have to say, okay, what's my learn here? And if something good happens, I'm like, okay, thank you. So Mm -hmm. it really is things don't happen to you. They happen for you. I love it. What was your last Google search? (laughs) <laughs> That's Google. Okay, so it's funny because I just finished the um, Station 19 okay. series on, yeah. on Hulu. So where it <laughs> left off, um, oh boy, was leave it. And I was like, I need to know, is there another season? And yes, they picked it up for the sixth season. Mm-hmm. It starts in October. 
So okay. then I went to listen to some interviews, but yet I didn't have <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. You have to know if you're going to get your fix again. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I still got to wait a year because I can't watch one episode at a time. I can't I either. Gotta, I got to see them all, all, all in one time. <laughs> what is the cringiest trend you have ever tried? The cringiest. <laughs> so back when I was, uh, I was out of high school and they used to wear all your clothes backwards. Okay. So we would wear our jeans inside <laughs> out and backwards. You would wear your shirts inside out and backwards. And me and my girlfriend lived in Alexandria and we got on the subway without anybody's permission and oh. rode it to Anacostia with backwards clothes. <laughs> yeah, we did that one time. One, one time. All it took was one time. Yeah, never again. <laughs> one time and you were done. That's good. I love that one. <laughs> uh, okay. What animal are you most like? Animal am I most like? Ah, I don't know. I, 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 you know, the first thing that came to mind was a rabbit. Okay. And I don't know what a rabbit symbolizes. So when I get off of here, I'm going to look up what a rabbit symbolizes. Um, but I thought of a rabbit because rabbits can be nice and cuddly and they'll, they'll sit and let you play because I grew up with pet rabbits. Okay. Um, and then when they are done, they just hop away and they go into their next journey. So yeah. I think that, I mean, like, even though, and, 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 and I'm trying to, and now I'm, I'm psychoanalyzing this because my journey with hair cuttery has been 24 years because I am a lifer. Um, I buy a car for life. I'm with my mate for life. I'm a lifer. Um, yeah. So I don't know what that means with the rabbit thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we're both going to Google it after. We're done. <laughs> if it's good, uh, if it's not, don't use it. Okay. <laughs> what is one product that you cannot live without? One product that I cannot mm live without yes so and and i know it said i couldn't use one of my products is that it's still the truth or i can use one of my you can give it whatever whatever comes to mind okay so the product that i cannot live without now is the acebu curling coral leave-in um spray okay spray cream it is a conditioning spray cream for curly hair. Oh. I spray it on even with my braids because it still gives me the moisture that I need and it disappears. So it's not like it sits on really heavy and I yeah. work it in. It allows me to wear my protective styles a little bit longer because it's still protecting my scalp and giving my scalp the moisture that it needs. So that has become my go-to product. No thirsty hair for you. No thirsty hair for me because sometimes <laughs> when you're in a protective style, yeah. if you do not moisturize correctly, it can be just as bad as all the damage you could do when it's out. So you okay. want to make sure that you're still moisturizing. So yeah. Okay. That's it. Got it. <laughs> and what is advice for those who want to make it to the top of our industry? I would just say education, 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 mm. and stay consistent and keep your passion. Um, it really is. It, it's a journey. It, it, it's, it's not you wake up one morning and you are um, a superstar. Yeah. I still don't see myself as a superstar. I see myself as someone who loves what she does and loves sharing what she does and, um, and just keeping a passion for it. 
it is definitely a journey, but you got to be consistent and not give up. But that's in yeah. anything that you do. Yeah. Right. Well, Star, I find you to be a superstar. So there. <laughs> congratulations on your wonderful career i love your passion i love your insight it was so fun to get to know you um and thank you for joining us at volume up by the t's thank you so much thank you so much for having me you bet all right that wraps my interview with star mason again super caring so personable I love that she has dedicated 25 years of service to hair cuttery. It's absolutely incredible in today's day and age. And Mm -hmm. you know what? That story about how she was sitting in the parking lot, there were two salons. And it's like, I walked in one. I didn't feel like it was home. I walked in a second one. It was hair cuttery. It was home. It's been home for 25 years. And so, I mean, an inspiring leader, kudos to her. Wonderful to get to know kind of her perspective and, and what she's taught others throughout those 25 years. All right, be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease and send in questions to volumeup at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.